Well, Psalm 115, verse 1 says, Not unto us, not unto us, but unto your name get the glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Certainly the Lord has been faithful. And it may not feel like it in this current season we're in, but God is on the throne. He is absolutely showing his steadfast love toward us. And he is absolutely showing how faithful he is to us. Won't you just type in the chat room somewhere and just say, God has been faithful to me. Also, do me a second favor. Just share this link with somebody. Share this with somebody on Facebook. Text somebody and let them know that we are live and we are on and we are talking about the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I'm certainly eager to preach today. So grab your Bibles or your devices and go to the Old Testament. And when you get there, go to the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalms 115 is where we are going to be. As you get there, let, let me just say a quick word to Epiphany Church. I miss y'all, man. It's, it's, it's crazy that we haven't been able to gather for a few Sundays, uh, but certainly I am praying for you. I am thinking about you. I'm praying for your safety. I'm praying for your resources. I'm praying uh, for your emotional state as you are uh, locked in and uh, confined and quarantined to your homes. I'm praying that you are doing well, and I Hope that you are also praying for us. Well, let's, let's get to the word of God. Psalm 115. Your boy only got one verse today, uh, but there's a lot in this one verse that I think, uh, I think God wants to speak to us today. Look at verse 3. Psalm 115 verse 3 says, Our God is in the heavens. He does as he pleases. I want to preach today from the topic entitled, it's really a question, what has your attention? Just ponder that question for a second. What has your attention? Let's look to the Lord before we dig in. Father, as we open your word, we want to express our need for you, our desire to have you enter into our homes, our cars, wherever we are watching this from. Father, I pray that you would enter into our space and speak to us right now. Father, many of us need, we, we need a word. It's been a hard week. It's, it's been a chaotic season of life. And so, Father, I pray, oh God, that you would speak directly to us from your word. Father, Father, would you give me a, a fresh insight today, Lord? Let, let me not run too far away from the word, but Father, let me lean and press deeply into what it is that you are saying to your church today. It's in Christ's name we give all glory. Amen. What has your attention we are certainly living in a crazy season right now. I mean, never, ever in our lives have we been in this type of a season. That this type of a season where, where, where it almost feels like it's chaos everywhere we look. Whether we're in fear of spreading this virus or being contaminated with this virus and being exposed, if we, we have health fears, we have economic problems, we don't even know what the economy will look like uh, when this thing is over. We have emotional turmoil, and I think we can all agree that the season that we're in is, in, is a crazy season, but I feel an obligation as your pastor to not simply point you towards the chaos of the season, but to help us to fix our eyes on somewhere else. Now, now th this is not a, a plea for you to escape reality. The reality is we are in a hard season, but it doesn't, it can, the load can be lightened if we fix our eyes on somewhere 
else. And, and I feel that obligation. In fact, I felt it all week. I felt it all week because I realized that the, the longer you look at your problems and the longer you look at the chaos around you, the more anxiety will build up. It's been my experience that anxiety, stress, and worry all is a direct, has a direct connection to what we are focusing on. And so this morning, I just simply want you to focus somewhere else, uh, honestly looking at your problems and focusing on the chaos around you is like sitting in a rocking chair where you'll be doing something, but you won't be moving anywhere. Rocking chairs always give us something to do, but you're in the same place. And that's exactly what anxiety does. It, it gives you something to do in that season, but you're not going anywhere. And so this morning, that, that's simply what I want to do. I, I want to invite you for a second to look somewhere else. And where I'm going to point you to look is a place where there is no chaos. But I want you to look at the text with me because it tells us where to fix our gaze. In verse number three, it says, our God is in, you should circle this, the heavens. Why not in this season look toward heaven? Let's be honest. What we've been looking toward right now is the news. We've been looking at the number of the cases every day. It feels like it's ticking up and it's jumping up. We've been looking at the news and looking at the amount of deaths each day. Some of you are looking around at Facebook and you there's more stress when you look at Instagram and you see rest in peace and someone else has, has passed away. And we've been looking at death and we've been looking at sickness. But I, I want to point you today just for a second to look toward heaven because here's what I know about heaven. Heaven, heaven is a problem-free zone. That there are no problems in heaven. There, there are no doctors in heaven. There is no COVID-19 in heaven. There are no emergency rooms. We don't need masks. You will not have upper respiratory problems in heaven. In heaven, there is no sickness. I know Timon and Pumbaa thought they reached the ultimate Akuna Matata. But let me promise you something about heaven. Heaven is a place that we all should desire to be because in heaven, there's no more sickness, no more dying. In fact, let me put a little bit of Bible here. Revelation 21 verse 4 will say this. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. It says there'll be no more death. Neither shall there be mourning. There won't be crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed. He who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. And here's been my prayer all week long is, Lord, I'm grateful that Revelation 21 will tell me that there'll be no more death and no more sickness. Give us a little bit of peace of that now. As we look toward heaven and as we look toward this place that will receive ultimate peace, Father, would you give us a little bit of heaven on earth? The Bible just said that our God is in the heaven. I, I, I know you're going through issues right now and I know you're going through hardship right now, but if you can get your perspective on heaven, it has a weird way of getting you above the struggles, of getting you above the hardship if you could just focus somewhere else for a second. My, my oldest son and I had a flight that we were taking and here in New York, we were going to LaGuardia. Even though JFK is closer to my house, we took this uh, flight out of LaGuardia and 
we were running late and because we were running late, it, it caused us to, to, to get a, 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 a late start getting out the house and finally we get out the house and we call the Uber, we get in the Uber and I'm hoping that the Uber driver is nice behind the wheel. Unfortunately, I got the slowest driver in New York this day. He, he gets on the road and he's following all of the, the, the instructions and he's, he's following all of the, 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 the speed limits. And I mean, this guy was driving slow. To make matters worse, it was pouring down raining this day. We get on the Jackie Robinson and people are cutting him off. We pass two accidents. People are honking and the guy's driving and he's really nervous. And uh, we finally get to LaGuardia Airport. And as you can imagine, we missed our flight. But praise God that we got booked on another flight. An hour later, we jump on the flight, my son and I, and in the midst of all the chaos around us, we finally sit down on the plane. The plane takes off, and I look out the window, and when I look out the window, I looked at the highway that was below me, and all of the chaos that I was in with the honking horns, people cutting people off, I actually saw order. I saw purpose. I saw design. The cars were going the right way. Cars were not speeding the wrong way. They weren't going off the highway. When you get above the chaos, it actually looks different than when you're actually in it. And I know the season we're in right now is hard. And so I know all around you, you're on the, you're on the Jackie Robinson right now. But you jumped on this live for me to tell you to get above the chaos. Get above the struggles, get above the hardship, because if we can get our perspective in heaven, here's what I know about God's throne. It is unshaken, even though we feel shook up right now. If you can get your, 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 your perspective into heaven, God's providence is undisturbed. God's control is unchanged. I, I know it feels like God is not in control right now, but he's in full control. Heaven is not confused. Heaven is not practicing social distancing. Heaven is not worried and shaking right now. God is on his throne and in full control. In fact, if you read the rest of the verse, the psalmist actually alludes to how much control he's in. The Bible says, our God is in the heavens. Please underline this next phrase. He does as he pleases. That's just a fancy way of saying God is sovereign. You should type that in the chat room right now. Make sure you hit spell check before you send it. God is sovereign. My grandmother wouldn't say God is sovereign. My grandmother would say God is in control, in full control. So this is why I'm saying I know it feels like hardship is all around you, but heaven is undeterred. Heaven is, is not worried. Heaven is okay because God is sovereign. The Bible just said he does what he pleases. And I'm grateful. I don't know about y'all, man, but I'm grateful to serve a God that is in full control. Bible go on to say that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our, our thoughts. And oftentimes in times like this, we question God's control, but please don't question God's control. He knows exactly what he's doing, even if we don't know what he's doing. Can, can we be honest, man? One of the things about the plans of God that always confuses me is that he does stuff that typically goes against what I would have done. 
Can, can y'all just be honest? Like, don't act like you, you don't, we sometimes feel like we know what's best for our lives when in reality, we don't know what this afternoon brings. But here's what I love about the God that I serve. God doesn't only know what this afternoon brings. He's in this afternoon right now. In other words, God is absolutely in control. God's plans are not our plans, and we should stop trying to figure him out because he's so much further ahead of us than we are. Back in the day, I used to have this, um, this app on my phone. It was a GPS app, and it's called Waze, W-A-Z-E. I don't know if y'all have ever had that app on your phone. Maybe some of you still got it on your phone now, but I loved Waze at the time because what Waze would do is Waze would tell me the direction that I should go in, but not only that, it would tell me all of the detours, all of the problems up ahead of me that I couldn't see. I remember when I was in Philly and I had this app on my phone, one of my responsibilities at the church that I was um, a resident of, one of, one of my responsibilities I was on staff there was to pick up the guest pastors, the guest preachers from the airport. And one pastor flew into town in Philly and I go and pick him up and take him to his hotel. And uh, that morning I was supposed to take him from the hotel to the church. And he gets in my car and I pull up my Waze app, W-A-Z-E, and I pull it up and he's laughing at me going, how do you not know how to get to the church from where we are? We were in South Philly to get to North Philly. Those of you who are from Philly might know this. It's a straight shot up Broad Street. Just, just get on Broad and ride it straight. You can get from South Philly all the way there on one street. But I put in Waze and Waze did not take me up Broad Street that day. It took me detours and took me roundabout and the, the pastor's laughing at me going, man, you don't know where you're going in your own city. And then I turned on the radio and found out that up ahead of me was an accident on Broad Street. On Broad Street, I was not able to get straight to North Philly. Why? Because there was an accident. See, that's one of the things I loved about Waze. It would tell you uh, about the accidents ahead of you. It would tell you about the traffic that's building up. It would tell you about the cops that are ahead of you. Waze was so dope. It would tell you about the debris that was in the road ahead of you. And one of the things I, I realized was if I could trust Waze, W-A-Z-E, I should be able to trust God's ways, W-A-Y-S, because God is so much further ahead of me than I am right now. The Bible just says God is in heaven. He does as he pleases. God knows the season that we're in, but not only does he know the season that we're in, he's working it out for his glory and for your good. You, you Please just type that for me, that God is working this season out for his glory and your good. Oftentimes we think heaven, as we talk about heaven today, we think that heaven, the gospel is just our entry and exit from heaven. That, that's all we think of when it comes to the gospel. It is just about getting in heaven and staying in heaven. But, but in reality, the gospel is not just about getting in heaven. The gospel is able to impact your life right now. Well, what is the gospel, Pastor B? You're always talking about the gospel. Can you explain to me what the gospel is? The gospel is this, that there is a holy God that will one day come to look and judge all of creation. And the, the standard that he uses to judge you is perfection, not good. Not I almost was perfect. 
but perfection from birth till death. Shoot, I don't know nobody that's perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And so if, you're, if your standard is perfection and you're judging me based on behavior, I don't know about y'all, but I, your boy's in trouble. I'm in trouble because there is no way for me to be perfect. There's no way for me to go back and fix the things that I messed up. But I love Jesus. I love Jesus because Jesus goes to a cross and he absorbs the wrath of God. And when he does so, he gives you his righteousness, which is spotless and perfect. And so therefore, I get to stand before God and be deemed as perfect, although I know I'm not. But I am, I am positionally perfect because Jesus was perfect. So as we talk about the chaos around us now, one day we won't have that. As we talk about sickness around us now, one day we won't have that. As we talk about doctors and, and, and testing and we, we, we talk about viruses and we talk uh, about uh, all types of sickness. Notice with me that one day we won't have any of that. Revelation 21 will say he'll wipe away all their tears. I, I don't know who you are. You're... you're you're experiencing a lot of chaos and worry and anxiety around you. Here's what I'm wondering if you're looking at the wrong thing. I'm wondering if you looking at the problems instead of the problem solver is causing more anxiety. I pray that you would look to Jesus today because Jesus is the only one, the only one that is able to calm all your fears. This is why I love Christianity. This is why I love Christ. It's because I can go through the same thing everybody else goes through, but I go through with a sense of peace. I don't know. I can't make sense of what we're going through right now, but here's what I know, that my God can. And because God can, I'm good because I fully trust him. Jeremiah 17, 7, say, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Would you trust in the Lord today? Would you give him that chaos? Would you give him that anxiety? Would you give him that emotional turmoil today? Father, I pray for everybody that tuned in and jumped on today. First of all, I'm grateful that we have the ability to be able to get in your word together today through technology. I don't push against that. Father, I thank you for the ability to be able to proclaim your goodness, and proclaim a future that we have, that we, those who have trusted in Jesus, the future we have with you in heaven. I thank you, Lord, for that. And I pray, oh God, that as we conclude our time online, that we would wrestle with this idea that we are looking in the wrong places. Would you help us, oh God? Would you help us to look at the beauty of Jesus today so that we can see and make sense of everything around us? It's in Christ's name we give all glory and all honor. Amen. I'm so grateful that you decided to hang out with us today. We do this every single week. Usually we gather together as the body, but until we're able to gather together again, we'll be bringing you these services through technology. I pray that you would pray for us. I'm certainly praying for you guys as you go on with your day. Would you do me a favor and just receive this benediction that's a blessing over you? It says, now unto him who was able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. God bless. Grace and peace.